0: If you'd look in your Bibles this morning, we again those that are watching a live stream or um if you if you watch some people watch the archived version uh, either way we welcome you. Amen. We're going to look at Luke 13 and uh Praise the Lord. Amen. Um and we're going to start in verse, if I can see that, 10. All right, these little lights do help. Amen. The pastor doesn't want to admit how old he is and can't see. All right, hallelujah. <laughs> there's, there's a such thing as a bad confession, and then there's other thing called Facing reality. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know where the draw, the, the lines blur, don't they? <laughs> no pun intended. All right. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? It's, it's all right to come to church and laugh. Yeah. We've been, like uh, Rodney Howard Brown said one time, well, we've been crying for 500 years. Maybe it's time we started laughing a little. And, uh, boy, isn't that the truth? You know, some folks you just mention church and the Bible and the things of God, and they they get all sad, like you know, they get all you know melancholy and oh, the things of God, you know, as if it's such a heavy burden to bear. But actually, we, we, entering into the things of God means we enter into rest yes. and joy and peace. Right. And if you're not having rest, joy, and peace, you need to like get out of your head and get into your the word. ...and get into, put on some happy music if you have to, amen? I've turned on the Shin radio station before and had to turn it off because the music was so bad. I thought, this is not helping me at all. You know, some cases, a good Frank Sinatra song might do you more good than some of of the stuff they put on there. So, I'm, I'm, my life is a wreck and who's going to help me out of this hole... That's just not uplifting. I don't know. But, uh, you sometimes wonder if the songwriters are even saved because there's just no joy of salvation there. But praise God. We try to sing songs that lift us up, lift up Jesus and do something for somebody. Amen. Well, I'm preaching this uh, morning on a subject that I preached for years, but I decided to expand it a little. Called you ought to be blessed. That's the title. You ought to be blessed, and uh I'm t- I'm talking about in terms of entitlement. Now, the word entitlement has become a negative word in our culture because you know we we don't like people to feel entitled for any reason uh, whatsoever. But there is a proper way to look at entitlement, and that is that. For example, if you had the royal family, regardless of how you feel about the monarchy <laughs> in Great Britain, but there is a royal family, and if you're born into it, you're automatically born into certain entitlements. Amen? You get a title, you get a rank, and with that comes lands and, and uh, homes and and all kinds of things that you will have the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. Whether you want it or not, it's, uh, it's yours by simply virtue of the family that you're born into. Amen? Yes. And so I'm gonna tell you the Bible has a lot to say about what the children of Abraham have as an entitlement. Amen? And, uh, he made it very clear that we're entitled, uh, to 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 many to to many things. Um, just by being born into God's family. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. and uh, it's not based on merit, but it's based on uh, title. Amen. So, for example, nobody stops to ask, "Does the Prince of Wales, <laughs> or whoever, uh, does he deserve the things?" that he has. Somebody might say, he doesn't. What has he done to earn any of it? Or somebody might say, well, he's done a few good things for the culture, so he does deserve it. But in actuality, it doesn't matter whether he deserves it or not. He's going to get it simply by being born into the family that he's born into. Well, you know, again, we tend to, you know, as people in a democratic society, we tend, in an uh, equal rights and all that, we tend to to uh, kind of shy away from that idea, don't like it a whole lot. But uh, when it comes to the things of God, you have to look at it from the terms of the Word and not not your nation's government or culture, amen? You, you do realize the Bible was written before there was the United States. You do know that, right? The Bible's slightly older than 1776. I just thought I'd let you know that and um is is slightly older than the British Empire then slightly older than uh than even the Roman Empire you know it goes way back and so Abraham in his time uh it's we're talking b c here, and so uh this is an ancient these are ancient concepts amen and ancient truths that will help us today. I just want believers. I don't have any self-serving motivation in preaching this, other than that I'm helping myself with it. But other than that, as self-serving, I have no other self-serving goal. The, thing, the point is, is, I preach this message to you that are listening, uh, either here or on the uh, Internet, because I want you to enjoy all the blessings that God has for you. Is that, can I get an amen? Praise God. You know, it's, 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 it's worthwhile if God thought it so important to, that He, that He sent His only Son to die on the cross so that Abraham's blessings could belong to us. If it was so important to God that He, that He, that He caused His own Son to be sacrificed then it must, it surely must, should, ah, shut up. It should mean something to us as well. Amen? Hallelujah. One of these days, I'm going to get the king's English. Uh, so it says here, he was teaching in the synagogue. One of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. "...was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself." And when Jesus saw her... Now, we don't know at this point, I like to always say this, we don't know at this point, is this a blessing? Is her infirmity a blessing from the Lord? There are certain churches and groups that today would teach you that, uh, well, you know, if something's on you, it's for a reason. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise... Well, Jesus didn't get the memo. Uh, and so he he didn't get the memo, and so he uh, said this. How many believe we ought to believe like Jesus believes? If Jesus calls something a blessing, then we would call it a blessing. If Jesus calls it a curse, then we should call it a curse. Jesus never one time in the Bible, not one time, called sickness a blessing. Did you know in the Old Testament, or nor the New, is sickness and disease called a blessing? Not one time in the Old or the New Covenant is poverty called a blessing. And in fact, sickness and poverty were always a result. Of disobedience to God, never. Well, the, you've, the Lord's chosen you to bear this special burden. Uh, listen, Jesus bore it all so that we wouldn't have to. You say, "Well, I'm going to bear like Christ." Well, you're not like Christ, so just quit. Hallelujah, Amen. Just give it up. Quit trying to be a martyr. We don't need any more martyrs uh, for 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 salvation. We have one, Jesus Christ. The 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 Lamb slain from before the foundation of the earth. He was the perfect sacrifice and the only one. May I add that that God receives today for the remission of sins. So stop trying to be Christ the second when it comes to martyrdom. We don't need a a we don't need somebody with a martyr complex. Be careful, complex people. They might also have a Messiah complex. Just there's a little counseling for you right there. That one was free. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said unto her, Woman, thou hast been chosen to bear this infirmity. Is that what it says? Because there's a reason for this. And after all your family sees how bad you've suffered, they'll all come into the kingdom. Is that what it says? No. It says, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity." Now, he set her free when he saw her bowed over. Notice he didn't ask her if she was... There's no speech here of, is she worthy to be set free? There's no idea here of, does she deserve to be set free? Perhaps she did something awful, that she deserves the infirmity. Who knows? But no discussion of merit, no discussion of worthiness. I thought you should note that. Now because later on here Jesus is going to mention Abraham's covenant and Abraham's blessing then we could expand this message to not only uh not only should uh, that uh, that we ought to be healed but that we ought to be blessed in every blessing that Abraham's blessings include. Amen. Do you know that one of the biggest differences between Jews and Christians is that in the majority of cases, Jews readily accept Abraham's blessings as belonging to them. They do not apologize for it. They do not feel bad about it. They're not ashamed of it. Christians are struggling with the same concept even though it's clear in the Word that Abraham's blessings not only belong to the Jews, but belong to anyone of the faith of Abraham uh, through Jesus Christ, which is what Paul clearly tells us. We're going to read in a minute. Are you getting anything out of this? Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately... She was made straight and glorified God. We've got a clue here that perhaps the infirmity was from the other side. Now, in case there's any question about it, the Bible continues. And the, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, he said to everybody, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. What a an idiot. But representing fundamentalism, which loves rules more than people. The Lord then answered him and said, Uh, in a very respectful tone and seeker-sensitive style, thou hypocrite. We would say, you hypocrite. You hypocrite, you. Wow. That's not politically correct. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath Loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering. In other words, even animals get set free on the Sabbath day. Even animals are treated with honor and respect. And this woman, now look at this. And ought not this woman, I love his language, ought In other words, the way things ought to be. The way things should be. And no religion or no fundamentalism or cultural nonsense can really truly beat that out of you when you know deep inside if things aren't right. Like your body's not, there's not healing, health and healing manifesting. There's not... Provision manifesting. You know at your core level that it's out of order. That it's not right. That's why somebody that's not even following God, when they get a headache, they'll go find some medicine. They know this is not right. They know this is wrong. They'll take an Advil. They'll take a Tylenol. They'll do anything. They'll put a heat compress or a cold, whichever one they you want know, or whatever. And they 'll do something if it gets out of hand, they 'll go to the doctor and say or if it gets re- if it 's really serious feeling they 'll go to the e r and say something's really wrong here. you know what that is that is the built in nature of God himself that that people even have common sense that no, this is out of order, this is not right, this is not the way I should be feeling. this is not the way I should be having life yeah. doctor. Is there anything you can do for me? That's people that don't even serve God have that much sense. And here in segments of the church world, you still have people trying to get you to accept that, that it might be God's will. Any, even nature itself is against such a concept. You know why? Because if you cut your finger and, and you cut your finger, it will eventually heal itself. The body itself, the DNA that God has put in natural physical beings knows that it's God's will for healing and health to reign. Amen. Preach, pastor. It's only when we enter religion and it's, and it's, and it's spirit of, oh, let them come, that we mess it up. Doesn't matter what he says, it's the spirit of it. It's, It's. I don't care that this woman. He obviously didn't care that she was bowed over. He had in his own scriptures on those scrolls that they read in the synagogue. Right there was the word of God standing there in the synagogue. And through the liturgy of it there is a type of liturgy, I don't know if they call it that, but through the what we would call liturgy because it, it's an annual so, uh, cycle, through the liturgy of what's read from even the Old Testament at this time would have included Abraham's blessings. So this ruler of the synagogue doesn't even care enough about her to share with her what belongs to her. He'd rather... He would rather have Sabbath rules. I wonder if he wipes his nose on the Sabbath. Uh, he said, Jesus said this, ought not this woman, for the only reason of being a daughter of Abraham, Not ought this woman, not ought not this woman, having suffered so many years. He didn't say, uh, being worthy, she's made enough chicken soup to feed the whole community. Faithful at synagogue. Faithful in giving at synagogue. None of that. He said one reason, one reason alone, and I, I want you to get this so much, and I want to get it. Being a daughter of Abraham. No other reason than that she's a daughter of Abraham. Again, we don't think, as Americans, we don't think in terms of entitlement. But here you this is an entitlement. Statement. Because she's in Abraham's family for no other reason. And then in, in case there's any question where the disease came from, he says, whom Satan hath bound. Lo, these eighteen years. So the entire time of her illness was Satan's bondage. Well, you just never know what the Lord's doing. I don't know why the Lord allowed it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> why don't you just go back to the barn and loose your ass? <sighs> As Jesus suggested. <sighs> Whom Satan hath bound, lo these eighteen years, be loosed. From this bond on the Sabbath day. In other words, it doesn't matter if it's the Sabbath day or any other day. It's the day. It's today. It's now. God is a now God. Today. So I'm telling you from this scripture. I'm telling you from this scripture that if you are saved. And you are a son or daughter of Abraham, you at least have ox and ass rights, according to what Jesus said. Because he said even the animals, the farm animals, should be loosed on the Sabbath day. And if they should be loosed on the Sabbath, they should be loosed on every other day. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Well, you know, we're better than oxen and asses. And uh, I'm telling you, according to the scripture, uh, we, as believers, should be loosed this day, on this Sunday. From any kind of pain, suffering, infirmity, lack, or failure. Why? Because God's grace has made us children of Abraham. Now let's look at a couple of more scriptures to prove that. I'm going to add add one that I didn't have on my list, but I want you to look look Luke look, look at Romans four. See, she ought to be healed for one reason he said, and never he never embellished it or added to it, being a daughter of Abraham. He didn't say, and hasn't she suffered enough? It had nothing to do with whether she'd suffered or not. It's be loosed on this from, because she's a daughter of Abraham. Amen? So, Romans 4 i 'm getting used to my new Bible here. I want you to look at romans let me see sixteen he's talking about calling those things which be not as though they were, but he's talking about faith what what we can expect or how. How we're connected to Abraham's blessing here. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law. Talking about natural born Jews. But to that also which is of the faith of Abraham. Who was the father of us all. So the faith of Abraham is, is actually belief in Jesus Christ. Because he said seed, not seeds. Seed, you, in, in Galatians he, he explains that and we've been over that and over that. But it was worth going over again, isn't it? Now if you will, turn to Galatians. I hope you're getting something out of this today. I'm trying to get it over to you. And not that not in some condescending way like you can't get it, but it's just, it's just that, you know, maybe it's me that's struggling with getting it. That's why I overemphasize, but I want us to, to get it. And I want us to live in it. And I want us to think like this and talk like this and act like this and expect like this. And you say amen. Now, you know, Galatians 3 starts out really snotty because Paul's had it with these people going back and forth between law-keeping and faith. And uh, he finally just to- told them they were stupid. He said, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Who's cast a spell on you? And so he's going over again the blessings of Abraham. Amen. Now look at uh, verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a, a, a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now, whether you feel blessed or not today, I can tell you, if you're in Christ, you're not under the curse. Well, Brother David, I'll tell you a lot, I fail under the curse. If you only knew what I've been through this week. Look, I, I know, we, we all have hell week every now and then. We've had it, been through it. How many know what I'm talk, talking about? You know, hell day or hell morning or hell week or hell month. Sometimes people feel like they had a whole year or two of problems. But according to the scripture, we're not under the curse. And every day that we get up, we need to say, Abraham's blessings are mine, I'm not under the curse. Now, here's what it says. That the blessing, so that, in order that, it says in the Amplified, in order that. In other words, the purpose. Woo, glory. I'm going to shout and run the aisle here. I used to walk the backs of pews, but I had a couple of incidents that we don't talk about. That... um, I stopped that activity um, i love I love the language of the amplified there because it says in order that Christ, Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles, so it tells us that there was purpose behind the cross, there was purpose behind him becoming the curse. So that we could have the blessing. Amen? I love that. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Faith in what? Faith in Christ and His finished work. And then he says over here uh, that the the promise, he said the inheritance, is by one singular person. It says uh, in um, verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And um, it, it says in the Amplified, none, it's none other than Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So we've got the, you see it says there, who is none other than Christ the Messiah. Obviously, referring to one individual, so Abraham's seed being blessed re- re- refers to Christ through Christ. So you've heard that the, the, the you've heard it quoted. I'm going to be real bold here. Uh, you know, you've heard it quoted that um, through Abraham's seed, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Well, that's that has nothing to do with zionism just to be honest it has to do with christ according to paul he said it's through christ that the whole all the families of the earth are blessed yeah. well i've got friends right now that will probably defriend me on facebook for saying that but if you'd if, i'm i'm you know what scarlet we're going to get a case of bibles and send them to people for christmas cuz they've obviously lost theirs <clears throat> can't read the Word anymore. One friend of mine actually said, well, you won't find this teaching in the Word. says it's super scriptural. And, uh, I mean, I've got the CD where he said it. I thought, my God. We, well, then all bets are off. Let's just make it up, whatever we want to say. You know. But the Bible says that the Spirit and the Word agree. So if you're hearing something that's not in the Word and is contradictory to the Word, I'm sorry, you have to reject it. I don't care if four angels dressed up like barbershop quartet show up in your living room and sing it to you to the tune of Sweet Adeline. It doesn't mean that it works. Praise the Lord. My imagination gets carried away. But there was a spectacular ending they had, and the timpanis were played. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how spectacular. The Bible tells us that even if, even if an angel appears and gives you a word that's outside of the pages of this book, that 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 this is the highest form of prophecy, because you don't have anything else to judge it by. We're not going to just make up stuff because it fits the culture. Glory to God. Uh, anyway, it's, it's talking, obviously it's talking about Christ here. And to believe anything beyond this, you're, you'd have to, you'd have to do violence to Scripture to do it. Well, we're not going to do violence to Scripture, are we? We're going to lift up the Word, and we're going to believe it and walk in it. Amen? We say, well, that's discriminatory. No, it's not, because Jesus died for the whole world, and salvation is available to everybody. Nothing discriminatory about it whatsoever. Amen? Preach, Pastor. It explains why people stay away from my meetings by the thousands, (laughs) because I won't let it go. But you can't if you read the word. I just want to tell you that Abraham's blessings don't just say, well, that's just for the Jews, God's chosen people, you know, and here we wander like a beggar through the heat and through the cold. And that's been the song and dance of the church for 2,000 years. But you know what. We need to stop singing that song and dance. And we need to start singing Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the city. And I'm blessed in the field. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed going in. And I'm, I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the basket. And I'm blessed in the storage facility. Abraham's blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the checking account, and I'm blessed in the savings account. (laughs) Amen. In other words, everywhere you store, your grain, so to speak, grain represents their income in those days. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you need to have a humble spirit about it. You do have a humble spirit about it because you know you didn't do anything to earn it. It's a gift. Wouldn't you brag on somebody gave you a nice gift? Wouldn't you say, look at this gift I got, I'm so blessed. Oh my, I didn't deserve it, and whatever, and look at this beautiful thing, whatever the gift would be. Well, that's what we're saying when we say Abraham's blessings are mine, and we're saying, thank you, Father, for your unspeakable largesse and gifts of grace. Oh my, your generosity. Oh, Father, is greater than anyone could imagine. I can't even imagine it. I can't even begin to imagine how generous and gracious and loving and giving you are. And so I'm here to say Abraham's blessings are mine, not because of me and I'm so smart and so sharp, but because of Jesus and he gave him his all on the cross so that we can have, that's what, that's what, Verse fourteen, so that the blessing of Abraham could come on us. How is that being cocky? How is that being snotty in any way? You word of faith, health, and wealth, claim it, blab it, grab it people, you're all just so cocky. No, we're not. We're not. Maybe there's some that are, but I mean the majority are not. We're just declaring what belongs to us as children of God because of mercy, because of grace because of gift, because of blood. Yeah, that's right. It has nothing to do with being cocky. It has nothing to do with not being humble. That's a religious lie that has kept generations of Christians from walking in what God had for them all along. It's like Brother Hagin said, people are going to be shocked when they die and go to heaven and realize what the Lord had for them on earth. They're going, well, I thought I was being humble. Found out she was being dumb. Well, over there, I've got a mansion. Well, it's okay to have a mansion over there, but God help you if you would build one here. People will hate you. <clears throat> and uh, you, so it's, it's a sin here, but not over there. It's so crazy. It's not scriptural. It's not Christian. I don't know what it is. It could be something from the dark side, if you ask me. Anything that robs us of God's blessings. So you notice that tying these together, you notice that God, that Jesus said to, to to the ruler of the synagogue that this he made reference to Abraham's blessing on this woman's life. He said she's a daughter of Abraham. Now, folks, we're certainly, by, by according to what Paul wrote here in, in in Romans and in Galatians, we can see that if we're of the faith of Abraham, that we are also recipients of Abraham's blessings. That makes us sons and daughters of Abraham. Paul said he's the father of us all, but. Guess what that means? We've got something this woman didn't have. According to uh Scripture, we are heirs of God. Not only that, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus has, that's what we have. Woo! Praise God. So if she ought to be blessed and healed and provided for... On that Sabbath day, how much more should we be blessed and provided for, and healed, and 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 uh, you know have all that we need and all that we desire? Amen. Amen. Being not only in the same status as her, but we got an upgrade. <laughs> you know, if you need to get from point A to B on an airplane it's it's good to have a seat on the plane praise the lord it beats watching it fly off and wonder what happened but uh if you get on the plane and they give you an upgrade to first class it's even better hallelujah it's a, the seats are wider and uh the snacks are upgraded praise the lord and uh so if you get an upgrade they sometimes will automatically upgrade you just cuz you've got points or whatever Anyway, point is, it's better up front. And so, you could say that for a lot of things. Well, it was good to be on Abraham's boat. But praise God, we're not only on the boat, but we're upgraded to levels of heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I know I beat this drum here a lot, but I can't help it. It's part of my message. Part of the reason that I suffered indignities about grace... Because I wanted people to see that it was already done. That's it. It was trying to accept what's already been done. And I got called everything but a nice fella in, in it. Persecuted, told, uh, churches told not to have me in to preach and all kinds of things. And this was my ordaining body. Don't have him in. He's a, he's a nut. He's preaching that horrible grace message. Well, then we need to get rid of Paul too, because he—it was his idea. Sorry, I didn't write the—I'm not the screenwriter here. I'm just the director, (laughs) right? Of the—I didn't write the script. The Bible did. Well, that's going over like a lead balloon. But anyway, it's the truth. You know, how can how can saying that Jesus paid it all be a bad doctrine? It's not. It's, it's just, if you could see that, stop, stop working for what somebody else already paid for. Yeah. Stop trying to pay for what Jesus paid for. Yeah. Well, I just feel like I should. Well, you're wrong. I don't know, I don't know. It just seems extreme what you're saying. Yeah, I know, it is extreme. Think about how extreme God was. That's extreme, to give your only son to be slaughtered. That's pretty extreme, if you ask me. The whole gospel is extreme. Yeah. And it doesn't work with our work ethic and everything. It doesn't. But it works for grace and it works for faith. Oh, yeah. And you got to get out of your head and get off the farm, so to speak, and get into the Word and, and, and understanding w- what this is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Anyway, Abraham's blessings are ours. Now let's look. One more scripture. They're mine. And if you don't want yours, fine. But don't try to take mine away. Look at Deuteronomy. There's such good stuff here. We could go all day, but we won't. Praise the Lord. Got to beat the Baptist to the cafeteria. COVID free cafeteria. All right. Deuteronomy 28. Um, and it's talking about these blessings. And you, you see here they're conditional. The blessings are conditional to, uh, um, the, the blessings are conditional to um, keeping the commandments, but the, the, we only have one commandment to keep, and that is uh, to accept God's grace for our life. Amen? And uh, love, love your neighbor as yourself, and love the Lord your God. Well, love God first and then your neighbor. (laughs) It's easier if you get God's love involved to love your neighbor. And Jesus fulfilled, he said it in Matthew 5, Jesus said, I have come to fulfill the whole law. All right? So, Deuteronomy 28, verse 2 says, All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. I love that. We don't have to go seeking the blessing. The blessing comes on us. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and flocks of thy sheep. On and on, blessed, 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 blessed. Now, if you keep reading down to about verse 15 and 16, you get into the curses, and then the rest of the chapter just goes with every kind of curse you can imagine. And finally, it says, every sickness and every disease not listed in the book of this law, they'll come on you too. In other words, if it's in the category of sickness and disease, that's part of the curse. But guess what? Here's the cool part. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Did you realize that laws that were written in America, there are laws that were written that discriminate against people? Did you know that? There's laws on the books that have discrimination right there in them. But there were amendments to those laws that made that null and void. Isn't that beautiful? I said, isn't that beautiful? That's the way it is here with God. Jesus made null and void the curse for us. So so that whole... I'm going to order me one of these days a rubber stamp that's got red ink in it that says, Cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. And I'm going to go in my Bible and on those... Verses of the curses, I'm gonna stamp canceled, 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 canceled. In red ink to represent the blood of Jesus. He, those curses don't apply to me anymore. Hmm. Can you say amen? Cause Christ paid, well why is that brother David? It's in the Bible. There it is. You gotta read the Bible. I know. I can read the Bible. The, but you got to keep reading the Bible. Don't just stop in one verse and and die on that hill. You got to keep going. And it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yes. Glory to God. Glory. Woo! I don't have to worry about the curse. Somebody has some, you know, hemorrhoidal thing or whatever. It's. Did you know that hemorrhoids are in there? Can you imagine if we just read, we'd have hemorrhoids, right? Hemorrhoid Sunday. You can just read it right there. And it's so funny, if you read it just right, it says, uh, um, a hemorrhoid that is so bad that you grope at night and uh, lose your mind. I'm saying that, that's some bad hemorrhoids, isn't it? That you're out in the night and, and lose your mind over it. Uh, that's some bad problem. But praise God, Christ has redeemed us. <laughs> From the curse. Well, somebody might have something wrong with them, and they say, Well, there it is in the Bible, it's right there, there it is. It's like, Yeah, but we're redeemed from it. It's cursed, it's cancelled. The curse is cursed. (laughs) The curse is reversed. Glory. I'm shouting myself today. Don't care who knows it. I'm delivered from the curse of the law. And therefore, I have all those blessings. They—I don't have to seek them. I don't have to try to get them to go. I can just thank God that they're true and a reality. Can you say Amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Did, did you get anything at all out of that? I—I I, just—that's where I want to live and stay. Amen. And anything that comes that looks like a curse, you need to speak to it. And say, you have no, you, you're an intruder. Yeah. You have no, well I wonder why the Lord is allowing this to happen. See, stop thinking like that. It's not the Lord. The Lord doesn't allow it. The Lord is disallowing it. The Lord is saying, it's, I can't, I bore that for you. Yeah. I carried it for you. So any, any smidgen of curse, <laughs> any smidgen of lack or failure, or doing without, or suffering through, you need to speak to that area, and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to flee, I command you to go, I command you to get out of my house, get out of my church, get out of my body, whatever it would be, or get out of my finances, because you have no place here, because Christ has set me free. Amen. See, we sing that old song, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. And then we sing, Satan, I like the word of faith version of it. It's a little better. Satan thought he had me bound, but Jesus set me free. (laughs) See, Jesus set me free. I'm not under the curse. For sickness I've helped, for poverty wealth, since Christ has ransomed me and set me free today. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, let's lift our hands and praise Him. Thank Him for the Word. Thank Him for the truth. Abraham's blessings are ours. It belongs to us. It belongs to the church today. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor. Those that are watching, uh, that are suffering, we lift our hands towards them. We thank you, Lord. We, we rebuke all sickness, all disease. In Jesus' name, be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Hallelujah. Let the healing that is yours already just permeate every cell, every piece of DNA in your body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God.. Sister Scarlet, you got something? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So there's not Anything else that you need to do but just declare and believe that what's already been provided is yours, put your name on it, that's my healing, that's my provision that's my supply, saith the Lord, and you'll see a great change quicker than you have imagined. Amen so you've wondered, and you've even said, in some cases, said out loud, I wonder how long it's going to take for my healing to manifest. I, longer, I wonder how long is the Lord's going to w- decide to heal me. But know, saith the Lord, that the healing has already been provided. It's already yours. It's got your name on it. All you have to do is unwrap it like you'd open a present. All you have to do is just get into it. And enjoy the good things that are inside. It's yours. It's yours. It's got your name on it. And you are a son and daughter. Not only of Abraham. But of the Lord God most high. Amen. Amen. Praise Praise the Lord. Well we rejoice with that. Amen.